Hello and welcome to Shelly Carney Life Coach. I have a question for you today. Have you ever suffered from imposter syndrome? What made you feel like an imposter? I believe the only thing that stands in the way of feeling competent, competent and confident is a lie you need to stop believing. I'm going to say that again. The only thing that stands in the way of feeling competent and confident is a lie you need to stop believing. Hi, I'm Shelley Carney, personal development life coach, and I believe sharing inspirational stories with valuable insights can create the kind of connection that makes a statement. That statement is, you are valuable. I appreciate you. I want to know you and hear your story. Join me weekly in this conversation as we discuss personal growth, leadership, and living a life filled with purpose, confidence, and integrity. Yeah. Tell people what I'm doing here. All right. So Toby is going to add our new Facebook group to our uh, places that we're streaming to right now. I'm going to tell you all about that at the end of this presentation. But first, let's talk about imposter syndrome. Uh, the title of the show is, um, are you an imposter or an en encore entrepreneur? You get to decide. That's not exactly the title, but it's close enough. <laughs> it's what it means. You get to decide if you are an imposter or you're actually an encore entrepreneur. I'm Shelley Carney. I'm a podcasting and live streaming host, a coach and a consultant, a personal development expert, an interviewer, an author, a presenter, an introvert, and a nine on the Enneagram. And I always bring this up to let you know that I am not a spotlight seeker. I am not somebody who has um, 10 degrees or even a PhD or any of that. I have none of that, right? I am just me and I do the best I can with what I know and what I have and I continue to learn and share my learnings with the audience. That can make a person feel like a, a fraud sometimes, an, a phony, an imposter. So let's show the next slide. Imposter or encore entrepreneur, you decide. I get to decide how I feel about myself. Am I an encore entrepreneur or am I an imposter? And what I say goes because it's all based on my personal beliefs. Next. What is imposter syndrome anyway? The persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Uh, a lot of people, especially women, have this uh, situation going on every time they enter into a, a new arena. When you, we try something new, uh, whether that's going back to school or uh, we're a mom for the first time or uh, or a dad for the first time, or anytime we're trying a new kind of a career, anytime we're trying something new, we have a hard time tooting our own horn and saying, yes, I am able to help you 
with this. We, we wonder, is there maybe somebody who's better at helping this person? And am I doing them a disservice by offering uh, to, to be their guide when somebody could be doing a better job of it? Uh, so this whole imposter syndrome pops up for us. I, I'm struggling with understanding it. Okay. Right. I'm fighting with the idea of the persistent inability to believe one's success is deserved. Right. Um, and I want to know, I'm not going to, I know that we want to focus on those that are, that are, I don't want to say suffering, but experiencing imposter syndrome. But uh, I don't feel like I have unless I'm lying to myself in some way. I know you have. You, you do? Yeah. Remember when we were doing coaching last year and then you said to me, I'm not a coach, I can't do this? Well, yeah, but that was an honest evaluation. I wasn't. It wasn't. Because you were doing it. You were helping people. You were coaching. And you have coached for years and years and years. Not only as a dad, but as a soccer coach. And then when you went through therapy, you learned even deeper how to be a better coach because you, you got better at listening and understanding and empathizing. And that's all stuff that goes into coaching. The mm. number one thing coaches do is ask people to come up with their own answers. And you do that to me all the time. <laughs> so you are a coach. Now, I've told you that many times and you still refuse to believe it. You, that's imposter syndrome. Well, but the, the, I also feel like I have degrees and certificates that that certify in some ways my mm -hmm. areas of expertise, right? Mm -hmm. Journalism, uh, 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 visual arts, etc. I'm comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. Then I have the experiences of having done what I've done in my life. Mm -hmm television production, documentary, filmmaking, et cetera. So I, I, you know, I'm confident that when somebody says, hey, are you qualified to do this? I say, yes, I am, because I have the evidence that I've done it. I don't feel but like But you there's... didn't have any evidence until you had done it. it. What if you had stopped yourself before ever trying it? Well, you by know. By saying, I, I've never done that, so uh, I can't it was, try it. It was interesting because while you were talking, I was thinking about that story that I tell when I met that, Command Sergeant Major, mm -hmm. who who told me that the, the and and it, I, I've received a lot of advice in my life, but that was like the pin that was like the inflection point. Take every job that nobody else wants, and so I, I think because I took that attitude, the I'm just going to take every job that anybody else, whether I know how to do it or not, I'm going to take it, and by the end of it, I'm going to learn it. And so I've always felt like I didn't suffer. Uh, from imposter syndrome. And now you're teaching me a lesson, aren't you? I think that you have had imposter syndrome and you have allowed it to steer you away from things. But because there are so many things that you're good at and have tried and have done well and have so much experience in your life already at this point in your life at 72, you don't see it so much anymore. It doesn't stop you so much because you you can say either uh, this I have I can do or this I don't yeah it's not me. You have to kind of open up that why is it not you? What is it about that that makes you uncomfortable? Well, nothing makes me uncomfortable. But <laughs> coaching, coaching, makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> calling yourself a coach. Well, I, well, I guess I I think it's one thing to call myself a coach because I'm conf confident of that 
coach. It's when it gets into the life coach and I realize how much you've gone through in order to earn your credibility in being a life coach. <laughs> and I go like, I'm, I didn't do that. I didn't. You didn't the- take classes, but you know what? I gave you enough resource material and enough one-on-one time uh, that you've got it. Hmm. There's nothing you don't know that I do know about coaching. No, that's not true. And I'm going to give you a perfect example. <laughs> Could you coach a soccer team? No. Right. And unless I don't we, know anything about soccer. Right. Exactly. I could learn it, and then I could do it, I guess, okay. if I really had a passion to do it. Right. A reason to. I could do it. Can I do it right this minute? No. But could I learn it? Yes. Uh, and if I put you out on a soccer field one day, you'd, you'd be suffering from imposter syndrome. I would just say, I'm just here as a volunteer and I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. And I would just, but I'm going to be here anyway and I'll do what I can. And people would be glad to hear that, you know, if you're honest with people about that. So I once had an assistant coach because they used to pick, dads would volunteer. And I had a, a, an assistant coach that started off that way. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. But by the end of the season, but I got pretty he good. he was a warm body and he tried. Yeah, exactly. And he showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's more important than anything else. Next slide. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we learned about what is an impost- the imposter syndrome. Now let's learn about the requirements of being an entrepreneur. These are just some that I came up with that seem the antithesis <laughs> or to bring imposter. about are the things that bring about feeling like an imposter. Because when you're an entrepreneur, you have to push yourself to grow. You have to do things you've never done before. You have to promote your abilities and you can say, uh, you know, it's like you're always doing a job interview with anybody who's a prospective client, right? You have to explain to them what you've done in the past, who you've helped, how you've helped them, what their results were. Uh, You have to promote your abilities in making that happen. You have to sell your own products and services. Uh, uh, Sometimes it's a lot easier to sell things that you don't have any investment in, right? It's like, oh, well, take a look at this really cool uh, doodad. Uh, You know, if you want it, great. If you don't, I don't care because I didn't make it. But when you make it yourself, it's a service you provide or a product you created, then, you, you know, you've got some skin in the game and you're, you feel more attached to that outcome. We have continuous learning. Uh, we're always having to learn new things, especially if you're doing your business online and there's constant changes with Facebook and YouTube and all the other platforms and there's new platforms and they all change and there's new software and you have to keep up with it all continuous learning. And that's just being an online marketer. If you also have, uh, like you're, say, for instance, you're in the medical field, you have to keep up with all of that new information that comes out in medicine uh, or anything new that comes out in the field that you are in. Uh, Teaching and leading others is an important part of being an entrepreneur. You're helping your clients to learn something. So you have to teach them, you have to lead them and show them the way. Uh, We're always reaching for new goals. Uh, You know, it's like, uh, we just opened up this Facebook group. My goal is to get it to 500 members as quickly as possible. Uh, Hopefully by um, September 1st, I'd like to have 500 members in that Facebook group. That's a goal I have to reach for. 
uh, I'll have to do things in order to make that happen. And that could make me feel like a fraud or an imposter to say, oh yeah, I'll definitely have 500 people in uh, the Facebook group by September 1st. Uh, <laughs> or trying new things that don't work as anticipated. So if we, if we're trying a, a, a business method that somebody's taught us and they say, this works, try it and you try it and it didn't work the way you thought it was going to, now you feel like, oh, well, I'm a failure, I'm a fraud, I'm a phony, I'm an imposter, I can't do this. What are you going to say to people who uh, who are going, uh, uh, what, what are you going to say to people that will convince them to join the Facebook group? And, and Basically, you talk about what they get out of it that, that they might want. Like what? Uh, they'll get uh, free training that teaches them how to do podcasting, live streaming, blogging, and doing them all at once. Uh, they'll get training on the technical aspect of that. They'll get training on mindset of like today. Uh, this is training that is for mindset for people who have that goal to do live streaming and podcasting and reaching out to an audience. Um, those trainings are there, there's support. So back and forth, we'll, you know, continue to be there with them and answer their questions and uh, provide that support that they need. Uh, and the community basically uh, will be bringing, interacting with one will be bringing people on for interviews who are members of the group so that other members of the group can meet them and learn about their story and what they do and and see if there's some way that they can work together. There will be that uh, networking going on as well. So those are all valuable. And if somebody has a podcast and they see somebody who would be a great guest on their podcast, mm. we'll be able to match them up. So I guess the big question is why shouldn't we just – rather than streaming to Facebooks and Twitches and all these other things, why don't we just stream to that group? Well, in some cases we will, if it's something that we want uh, to keep just for those members. Uh, but in this case, um, we're hoping to bring people into the group first before we say, okay, now that, now that content is exclusive. But if it's out there for people to discover now, then they'll be able to find it come into the group and with the understanding that pretty soon uh, more and more things are just going to be shared within the group. By the way, I did not set this up so it goes to the group today. Are we going to have to copy that video over? I thought you just did. Oh, well, what were you doing? Oh, you were showing the group. Right. I was showing it. And, and because and they, we got rushed, I, I, you know, we ended up talking a little bit longer, so I didn't, I eventually didn't get it done. So. All right. Well, I will have to uh, take care of that myself then. I can take care of that. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Next slide. So ask yourself, are you an imposter or an encore entrepreneur? Nathaniel Brandon said, to attain success without attaining positive self-esteem is to be condemned to feeling like an imposter anxiously awaiting exposure. So as you can see, famous people feel that way too. He's a famous person. Mm -hmm. Traits of the imposter syndrome include self-doubt, the inability to assess your competence and skills, saying, no, I can't do that. Oh, no, that's not me. That doesn't fit in with me. Uh, 
attributing, and that's okay if it's true, but sometimes we just say that because we're like, nah, I'm not good at that, so I don't want to do it. Attributing success to external factors. Well, the only reason that I, you know, won that award is because I was the only one participating that, you know, from my group or whatever. Uh -huh. You can just make stuff up. Uh, berating your performance. Uh, just basically coming down on yourself and saying how horrible it was. And uh, everybody else looks at it and says, it's fine. I don't know what your problem is. And what are you saying that I'm not seeing? And you're just like, oh, look at, look at, look at this mess I made. And they're like, yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> it's not about that. It's like when we're live and we make mistakes, uh, some people would be very upset about those mistakes. Whereas we've done it so many times. We're just like, yeah, that's part of the, part of the, part of the thing that you do when you're live. Um, you mean we've done live so many times or we've done mistakes so many times? All of it. <laughs> you're going to make mistakes when you yeah, go you live. Are. That's that's how it goes. That's life. Uh, there's a fear of expectations. Basically, um, you know, I, I'm afraid that people are expecting a lot more from me as a leader and a teacher than what I'm able to provide and that they're all going to be disappointed and want their money back. <laughs> These are a fear of expectations. Overachieving. I have to do everything all the time and be the best in order to uh, not be an imposter or sabotaging your success. Um, basically, you have it in the back of your subconscious that you are unable to succeed and make money at something. So your subconscious sabotages your efforts to make money and succeed. My subconscious is usually in line with my conscious. That's good. Most of the time. That's good. And this is Michelle Obama. Would you imagine that she would feel imposter no. syndrome? So she's a really confident and woman. And this was from her book. I still have a little imposter syndrome. It doesn't go away. That feeling that you shouldn't take me that seriously. What do I know? I share that with you because we all have our doubts and our abilities about our power and what that power is one of the most important women in the world, right? And she's just like, I'm just a person. I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> all the time. And, and ever since her appearance on the world stage, she's been, been ranked the number one woman of influence in the world. And, so. and people know her. They love her. They follow her. They are excited about uh, listening to her podcast or watching her on Netflix or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, they wanted to read her book. She had the number one book, um, you know, best-selling. So, you know, <laughs> and she wasn't even the that, president. That, she was the first lady. Yeah, that, and she's still probably more popular than her husband was. Uh -huh. So questions to ask yourself. Do you agonize over every mistake? Is it like, oh, my God, I'm just stupid as heck and how could I make this mistake? And what's wrong with me? Uh, throw a major fit about it. Or do you just like, oh, shoot, I made a mistake. Let me fix it and move on. Do you attribute your success to luck or outside factors? Well, you know, I would never have been able to do that if it hadn't been for such and such and so and so. Just just take your, take your win and celebrate it. Do you feel like you will be found out as a phony? Oh, you know, somebody's going to want their money back and know that I'm a phony and I'm fake and I'm not really good at what I'm doing, what I say I'm good at. 
Do you downplay your own expertise? I, I don't know how to do that. I'm not a coach. <laughs> no, but you are a good learner. My experience with you is that you learn very quickly. So I could make you a coach in one season. No, I meant life coach. Oh, 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 you. oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, you, you help with that level of confidence in terms of the imposter syndrome. I don't think about it much because we don't talk about it much. Mm -hmm. I think what you've done is what you're doing right now, right? You present a case and then you ask me to have the conversation in it. And it may involve that kind of coaching. And I'm doing it just because it's in my nature to give advice when I can, you know? So I think, I, I think, um, what, what you've done is you've found a way to take advantage of my life coaching skills without having me be aware that what I'm doing is life coaching. <laughs> yes. Which is pretty good. Uh, this is Jeff Jarvis. He's written three best-selling novels. Well, not novels. They're uh, nonfiction books. And he's a journalist. <clears throat> and he said, like most other creatives, I struggle with self-sabotage, self-doubt, and feeling like an imposter more often than not. I struggle with expressing myself because it does sometimes feel easier or safer not to. Here are the types of imposter syndromes uh, as they express themselves within uh, people and their behaviors. We have the perfectionists. And they believe, I must be perfect at everything, can't make mistakes in front of people, uh, otherwise I'm a fraud. We have the superhero. I have to fix everything for everyone. I have to save all, all the babies, you know. <laughs> it's all on me. I have to save the world. Uh, then we have the expert. I have to learn everything there is to know. I have to have two PhDs or else I'm just a phony and, and not, uh, not to be listened to. The natural genius, I must succeed at everything the first time I do it, otherwise I'm a fraud, or I'm a phony, or uh, there's something wrong. The soloist, I must do it all myself. Uh, I can't rely on other people for help. I, you know, I can't go out and seek a coach. I can't seek a mentor. I can't seek advice. I have to do this all myself. How do you classify yourself? Um, when I feel like a fraud, I would say I must learn everything there is to know first before I, uh, and, it, and it's very often sort of like, I will be happy when I will feel competent when I have all the courses finished that I, you know, have in front of me to take. Uh, so, and then and then I would still go on to say, but I don't have a degree. I don't have a college degree. So, you know, uh, you know, it, it's never ending, right? The, it's the expert one, I think. So uh, uh, as I look back in my career, I could have done something better than spend time in college. I mean, I like the idea that I have a degree, mm -hmm. but it never made a difference in anything. Mm -hmm. Nobody, and, and as a matter of fact, no one ever asked. They, they'd mm -hmm. ask you to list it on your uh, yeah. resume, yeah. you know, 
but I don't ever remember having a conversation with anyone that said, we're really glad that you have this degree. It qualifies you for to and do And how this many or... people have a degree in something and they don't even work in that field? Well, if I can, I have at least four of my four daughters are exactly like that. Yeah. But because it's required on the resume yeah, actually, to apply for a job, the, you'll have to have this level of education. The, the same is true of myself. All we six of my children. forced my son to go through and get his degree in college. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Nothing else. I, I think the one that works closest to the degree that she received is Ryan. It's some form of marketing, but all the others are. Yeah. Well, it's like an, uh, a trophy. Uh, having a college degree is like a trophy, right? Mm -hmm. Once you have it, you're like, what's the big deal? But the people who look at it, who don't have one say, wow, I wish I had that. I, you know, you achieved that. And you're like, yeah, I showed up. You know, what's funny. Uh, uh, each of the girls, well, each of the kids, but mostly the girls because they played soccer and field hockey, uh, uh, Sean in gymnastics, Jason in gymnastics, they all had acquired trophies and medals of every seven. And uh, the funny part was when they came back from college and they were starting to move into their own places, mm -hmm. the thing that went first yeah. was the trophies. Right. Like, I can't do anything with those. Yeah. And and what's funny about Just them a is collector. you can't even, you, you they, they don't even make. Why are we getting a phone call? Uh, because I think, <laughs> because I'm paired with my phone. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> that's why it was Bluetooth paired without they me knowing. They threw out their trophies. They, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, uh, they never threw them out. I think their part of it was like, I don't think I can do this. And they'd say, dad, can you take care of that? Yeah. And it's what not do you do, like take it to a pawn shop or the pawn shops don't buy them. Nobody wants trophies, especially yeah. if they usually they had their names on them. Right. So you actually drive them to the dump. Mm. I, I started looking for people that uh, remelted them mm. and I found a place in um, Fairfax. I wonder if there's like trophy stores that would take them and just take the nameplates off. You could do that. That that see to me that made a lot of sense. Just take the nameplates off and you right. just keep reusing them. Right. We should do that. We should open a little trophy recycling recycle, <laughs> trophy recycling store. Bring us your trophies. We'll put because that's all they are. Yeah. Right. We'll yeah. put new plane nameplates and you can give them to your friends. And that way you don't have to throw them in the landfill. Exactly. Wasting thing. Uh. So uh, what am I? What are you? Hmm. Uh, you're the superhero. Really? Yeah. I would have said soloist. No. No. I Fix mean, to it to some extent, you have been in your life, mm -hmm. but I think you've learned over over the years to reach out for for help and and not find any shame in it because you've helped other people. Mm -hmm. So why not get help you for yourself? That's probably the most difficult. But fix everything for everybody. I think that's more prevalent, especially in men. Yeah. And this is Dr. Margaret Chan. She was the director general of the World Health Organization uh, for, for several years. And she said, there are an awful lot of people out there who think I'm an expert. How do these people believe all this about me? I'm so much aware of all the things I don't know. You know, but being an expert, <clears throat> an expert is 
in my experience, someone who you believe is an expert and who may, in fact, believe themselves as an expert, always have that feeling like, I don't know it all. You, you Dr. Know, Fauci says the same right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to that, uh, that gentleman on Clubhouse last night about uh, vaccinations and the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And he, he, I didn't know, and he said several times, well, we don't have all the data. I'm not, right. you know, uh, and afterwards, uh, when I brought up another point, one of the other doctors said, you do know that Dr. Rush Kumar is the expert in this subject in the world. And I said, no, I didn't know that because he didn't present him himself that way. He presented himself as someone who knew what this was all about, but qualified. Like he didn't quite say, I'm so much aware of the things I don't know, but I'm not sure I'm ready but to say that to you. It seems like the more intelligent somebody is, like Einstein, he was, he was feeling the same way. He mm -hmm. didn't he knew he didn't know things. Right. The the people who are less intelligent are the ones who think they know it all. <laughs> yeah. It's those who are very learned who understand how much knowledge is out there that they don't have. Yeah. The Donald Rumsfeld syndrome. We don't know what we don't know. You know. Yeah. And, but you do it anyway. That's the person that gets scary. Mm. So how do we conquer imposter syndrome? Number one, share your feelings. Be honest. Hey, I'm feeling like I don't belong here. I feel like I'm uh, tooting my own horn about something maybe I shouldn't, or I feel like I'm not as good as other people. And share that to let people know, you know, hey, you're human and you've got these feelings and, and let's talk through it and see where we can go from there. Focus on others. Oops, I'm sorry. Focus on others. Take the focus off yourself, right? Instead of thinking, ah, I, who am I to be trying to help people? Focus on the people you're trying to help. What do they need from me? How can I provide that? Uh, assess your abilities honestly, instead of saying, oh, I'm not, I'm not really good at that. Or, I don't really think I can do that. Uh, really look at yourself and say, what if I tried? Do I think that I could get you know, 90% of the way there, at least, you know, how much, how far can you get? Coach yourself on that. Take small steps, you know, just try a new thing. Say, I don't know if I'm going to be any good at this. I've never done it before, but let me try it. Take a small step. Uh, question your thoughts. If something pops up in your head that says, oh, you're never going to be able to do that. Question your thought. Where did that come from? Who used to say that to me? Why did I adopt that idea? Stop comparing yourself. The comparison is the thief of joy, and it takes away all of your confidence. When you compare yourself to people, uh, don't do it. Compare yourself to who you used to be, maybe, or how far you've come. You know, I didn't used to be able to walk four to five days a week. Now I can, you know, uh, because life is a process. So stop comparing yourself. Refuse to let it hold you back. Say, well, I don't know if I'm going to be any good at this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to try. I'll try this whole life coaching thing. <laughs> Meryl Streep said, and she was uh, answering somebody's question in an interview, and she's talking about herself. You think, why would anyone want to see me again in a movie? And I don't know how to act anyway, so why am I doing this? <laughs> She managed to get through that because she's as 
I mean, as far as I'm concerned, a great actress mm -hmm. and keeps getting, as, even as she ages, when, when it's hard for a female. She's continuously nominated for every role mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. to win an Academy Award. Whether or not she wins, she's still nominated mm -hmm. all the time. She wins a lot of them. Gratitude heals us. So if you're feeling like an imposter, it means you have some degree of success in your life that you're attributing to luck. Look at what you have accomplished in your life, celebrate it and be grateful. Uh, and that's going to help you get past the imposter syndrome. Celebrate it. I'll, I'll go back to my, uh, my uh, command, youngest command sergeant major in the army. It literally was the, a life changing moment to listen to that and go like, I'm doing this. Well, yeah, it's like, don't sit there and go, well, I don't have that. Well, yeah, but look what you do have, right? You know, what's funny about accepting uh, opportunities like that without quite knowing what you're getting into mm -hmm. uh, and, and ignoring the fact that there's some of the pieces that you may not have, if you just do it, if you say yes to it, mm. suddenly the pieces start appearing. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many times I thought I'm not going to be able to swing this Leap out. And the net will appear. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I would, someone would contact me and say, "Hey, I heard you've got this contract with some agency, and uh, I need someone to do this, but uh, my my uh, the, the guy that works for me doesn't know how to do it. Would you take him on so that he can help? Because he is an expert at that. You know, so it would it always if you kind of went with it. If you kind of I, I don't know I don't want to call it the What's that? The secret law of what? what the is law it? of attraction. Law of attraction. A lot of times, just the act of um, taking faith. on the faith. That's good. Very good. The faith of taking on the project mm -hmm. produced the things that you didn't think uh, were that what you needed that you didn't have Focus available. Focus on the to you. what and the how will right. come. Yeah, I agree. That's how it seemed. <laughs> yeah. it really seemed that way. It's true. It is. That is very true. The encore entrepreneur uh, should tell themselves this whenever they're feeling like a fraud or an imposter. You can help others and they are waiting for you to do so. So do it. Don't wait. Don't keep sitting there in your self-doubt. Technology is your tool, not your nemesis. <laughs> so I, I hear from a lot of people who say, oh, I'm not a techie person. I don't like tech. I don't like computers. I don't like that. I don't like that. What they're saying is I'm afraid of it. Uh, it, it intimidates me. I'm worried that if I push the wrong button, uh, you know, things will think bad things will happen and I'll have lost a whole bunch of work. And uh, they're just afraid of technology. Technology is your tool. It's not your nemesis. Uh, you can conquer it and use it. You are uniquely suited to share your personal story and ideas. Nobody else can do what you can do. Nobody else in the world can do exactly what you do and exactly the way you do it. Nobody else. So the people who resonate with you because they, they feel that they you know, have something in common with you that you speak to them in a way that they really understand, like you get me. Uh, they need you. They don't need some other expert. Some other experts not able to help them. Only you can. So these are the things that an encore entrepreneur, and that's somebody who's, uh, you know, 
doing a home-based business. They're uh, having a second career in their later life, life 2.0, rewiring instead of retiring. And they're not sure if this is something they should be doing or can be doing. These are the things you should be telling yourself. So when you and I met uh, back in, what was it, 2012, mm -hmm. you were not a technologist. No. You were you, you had the film person and there was some technology involved in that. Yeah. Uh, but over the years, I've watched you with confidence, not my confidence, your confidence, travel across the river by jumping from stone to stone, from not technology to technology. And you're very comfortable and confident with it. That's and because you coached me. Don't, uh, you did. You did say, um, I can't do all your editing for you. You're going to need to learn to do this yourself. And you showed, you set me up. Okay, use this program. Here's how you start. And every time I'd run into a problem, I'd call you and I'd say, how do I fix this? And you'd walk me through the troubleshooting and get me to the other side of that problem. And then I could continue. Mm -hmm. And after two to three weeks of working with an editing software program, I could edit. Mm -hmm. And now I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's coaching, mm -hmm. right? That's no different than being a soccer coach. Well, I've, uh, again, what I've watched <laughs> over that uh, the life of our uh, relationship is that you've evolved into a pretty uh, substantially qualified uh, technologist. I, I wouldn't doubt your technology against anyone. Because I it's fun when, yeah. you know, you treat it as a tool. So... Uh, if you are an encore entrepreneur or a legacy live streamer, these are people in the second half of their life who want to be online entrepreneurs, uh, please join our Facebook group called Leveraging Your Content and turn one idea into a social media storm of content to build visibility and credibility for your brand and your business. This is specifically for people over the age of 50 who are adult entrepreneurs, coaches, and educators. Uh, we offer entry-level technology solutions so we can start you from zero and get you to, uh, like I talked about, we can get you from zero to over, over that hump to using technology as your tool. Uh, we have interactive resources, live training and troubleshooting, and we offer simple methods to live stream, podcast, and blog. And uh, this is our Facebook group. If you feel like this would be a fit for you, something that you'd like to do and join, then there's the link at the bottom. Go to facebook.com slash group slash leveraging your content and request to join. Hang on. Put that link, and it's behind over there, so I, I don't want to flip it just yet. Put that link in the uh, chat room. Okay, slash groups slash leveraging your content. I'll take you a new slide while I'm doing that. All right. So what if you try it? I wanted to talk about live streaming podcasting specifically because I keep hearing or reading comments in Facebook groups uh, when people are encouraged by business coaches to put their content out there in live stream, just live stream, they say. And they're like, oh, but that's scary and and uh, I don't want to be on camera and podcasting. That's a lot of technology. And I, I, don't, I don't know anything about that. And I wouldn't know how to begin. Well, ask 
instead of saying, and what if everything goes wrong when I try it? Ask you, start turning that around. Ask yourself, what if you try it and it's the most fulfilling and fun experience you've ever had? Uh, we had an interview with a woman Wednesday night who had been through different careers and different stages of her life. And Including now she's being a podcaster. An yeah. And now she's a podcaster and she loves it. She's having a more fulfilling and fun time than she ever has before because she tried it. She learned it. She stuck with it until she got good at it. And what if you don't try and you miss out on the best time of your life? How sad would that be? And you'd be, you know, um, 90 years old saying, I wish I would have. I wish I, I had tried. I regret. We don't want to say that uh, in our 90s. We want to be happy that we tried things. What do you got? I'm messing around over here with the band. All right. So we hope that you have enjoyed this presentation today. We want you to connect with us. Uh, please join our Facebook group. And if you would like to talk further one-on-one -on -one with us, schedule a free consulting call and we can help to define your social media goals, assess your specific needs and clarify your best options. And here are our uh, link places you can go, our little they're like websites, but they're really just full of links that uh, you tell you how to get in touch with us. Messagesandmethods.com, ShellyCarney.com, and TUnis.com. And uh, that's all I have for today. Did you have anything you would like to add? No, you did a great job. I, I like it. And of course, as usual, I learned something from uh, the experience because, um, because you recognize things about me that I don't, or maybe not willing to recognize about me. So thank you for that. The Shelley Carney Life Coach Weekly Livestream and Podcast is produced by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice in the AGK Media Studio in the Land of Enchantment. Please take a moment now to subscribe and leave a great review. Then share our podcast and free resources with your family and friends. Check the show notes for links and connect with me. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.